you don't just live in your home, you live in your neighborhood as well. So when you're shopping for a home, you want to know as much about the area around it as possible. Luckily, Homes.com has got you covered. Each listing features a comprehensive neighborhood guide from local experts. Everything you'd ever want to know about a neighborhood, including the number of homes for sale, transportation, local amenities, cultural attractions, unique qualities, and even things like median lot size and a noise score. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret's just-arrived collection of swim and other sun-ready silhouettes. Pack your bags with new styles from the Very Sexy collection, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy push-up bra in on-trend hues like green, citron, and black shine. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. Plus, mix and match with their wide range of bikini tops and bottoms to find your dream suit. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. If you're feeling hungry for love, today we're going to talk about fame chef Julia Child, who attributes much of her success to her husband, Paul. Together, they created a very untraditional, incredibly affectionate marriage and love story. So pull up a chair and whet your appetites. We're serving some fresh hot romance today. Hi, I'm Sarah Wendell. Hi, I'm Alicia Rye. Welcome to Love Struck Daily, where we deliver a love story every day right into your ears. I don't think that there is a better combination than food and love. Let's be oh, real. Oh, yeah. And food is definitely one of the major forms of communicating affection in my household. Oh, mine too. It is one of Adam's very favorite things to do to make me dinner and then just say, dinner's ready. And I come in and there's just glorious food and a glass of wine. He's like, sit down and enjoy your meal. It's the most loveliest thing. But I have brought you something. We are too far away for me to bring you food, but I've brought you a food oh. quiz. How about that? Uh, it's just as good, I guess. I mean, it, it'll do for now. I have a quiz here, and we will link this in the show notes so you too can take this quiz. This is which love language you speak from our friends in quizzes at BuzzFeed. Are you ready? Yeah, let's go. All right. You must choose a form of chocolate from the following choices. Chocolate syrup, 
a box of chocolates, chocolate fortune cookies, homemade fudge, or a chocolate truffle making kit. Ooh, interesting. Um, well, I'm lazy, so the kit is out. <laughs> Let's do a box of chocolates. Box of chocolates. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Have you ever been to a state fair? I have not. <laughs> okay. Well, it's time to get ready. Choose a deep fried snack. Oh, my goodness. Deep fried Oreos, which I've had. Deep fried watermelon, which I've had. Deep fried Pop-Tarts. Again, Ooh. I have had. Deep fried Twinkies. I have had. And a deep fried cheeseburger. These all sound disgusting. I have to say, I've had a deep fried Snickers in Scotland and I thought, or a deep fried Mars bar in Scotland and I thought it was delicious. But uh, in honor of that, I guess let's go with deep fried Oreos because it's the closest thing. Good choice. Which of these things would make you feel the greatest? The person you're dating complimenting a meal that you cooked, the person that you're dating cooking a meal for you, the person you're dating bringing you food, cooking a meal with the person you like or love, or incorporating food into the bedroom. That's like a sexy option. So let's say uh, the person you're dating cooking a meal for you. I like that choice. Okay. Your result is acts of service. I knew it. You you know it. Acts of service. It. <laughs> you don't necessarily want material things. I you mean, much I do. prefer someone <laughs> making an effort to do something for you. That's Running true. An errand. Yeah. yeah. Helping I- with a chore. If a person is eager to do things for you and make your life easier, that really means a lot to you. That's true. Yeah. I I mean, I like both things. I like gifts as well. Like, I like material things. But I also very much appreciate, especially as I get older, someone doing something for me. It's really nice. ¿Por qué no los dos? Well, I know that you have brought me a love story about one of the most famous chefs in American cooking history. Yeah, absolutely. But also about the romantic relationship behind their fame. Yeah, and how it shifted over the years. I cannot wait to hear everything. Tell me all about it. So today we're going to talk about Julia Child, American cooking teacher, author, and TV host, and her cookbook, Mastering the Art of French Cooking, published in 1961, brought French cooking to the United States in sort of a mainstream way. And in addition to her, we're also going to be talking about the incredibly romantic relationship she had with her husband, Paul, that formed the foundation for all the work she accomplished. Paul and Julia met working at the Office of Strategic Services during World War II, which was a government civil servant branch on an assignment in Sri Lanka. Julia grew up in my neighborhood right now, Pasadena, California, (laughs) in a very wealthy family. And she turned down a marriage proposal from Harrison Chandler, son of the LA Times publisher. And her family was not very pleased about this. Oh, dear. But she was was very strong-headed and she wanted to do what she wanted to do. Julia had been rejected from joining the Women's Army Corps for being too tall at 6'2". What's that like, do you think? That is tall. What do you think that's like? I have no idea, Sarah. Sarah, we we enjoy the air down here. I don't know what it's like up there. I'm perpetually at sea level no matter what altitude I'm at. So Paul, Paul and Julia were assigned to various secret projects in their work for the Office of Strategic Services. He designed a secret war room for Mountbatten. She had to write a recipe for a shark repellent for reasons that are still shrouded in mystery. As you do. Which I like, I I don't even know what that entails of, but fine. I'm going to guess. They started out as. I'm going to guess that it involves Axe body spray, but that is only a guess. (laughs) 
They start out as friends because Paul thinks that Julie is not a very serious person. And in letters to his brother in the early years, he described her as, and this kind of hurts me, an extremely sloppy thinker with an unbecoming blonde mustache who is unable to sustain ideas for a long. You know what? I hope she found these letters in her lifetime and gave him hell for them. Honestly, do not mess with a woman who knows how to repel sharks. Yeah, maybe, maybe don't do that. <laughs> so uh, Paul's making himself extremely repellent. My, my, my. Mm-hmm. But guess what they have in common? Food. Uh-huh. So they go to lunches, food markets, when they're on break from the OSS. And at some point over their shared lunches and food markets, they fall in love. Aww. I know. And after getting married, they moved to Paris for one of Paul's work assignments. Now, I don't know if you've seen the movie Julie and Julia and Meryl Streep is like charming. But one of the scenes where uh, it's very romantic, Stanley Tucci plays her husband. He should play all of our husbands. Say no more. Uh, That's fine. Yeah. At any at any age, I would I would like Stanley Tucci to be my husband. So he. is talking at a dinner party that they're hosting and he says, you know, he saw her and, you know, their eyes met or whatever and that she was the bread to his butter. It's such a romantic scene. I don't know if that really happened, but I really hope it did for her. He owes her that at least saying she had a blonde mustache and sloppy thinking. After getting married, they moved to Paris for one of Paul's work assignments. And before this, Julia was more than happy to be like a normal for the times housewife. And she even said, like, I think the role of a woman is to be married to a nice man and enjoy her homemaking. Well, she'll eat those words because in (laughs) Paris, Paul orders Julia the fateful French meal that sets her off to become one of the most celebrated chefs of all time. And her grandnephew later said, I often compare the relationship to My Fair Lady, where she's the willing student like Eliza Doolittle. And he's the sophisticated older man who tutors her in culture and art and politics. Paul was the leader of their relationship during the first half, and when he retired, everything flipped. It was very intentional. He described himself as the iceberg beneath the water, where you just see the tip, but he's playing this massive role as the ballast, and you can't have one without the other. So he's retired. She's starting this cooking journey, and he's also a photographer, so he's documented their time in France together. You know, he's taking very incredible photos of her. She's quite his muse, and he's very happy to play second fiddle as she enters the stage of her life where she is the bigger figure. And on her show, he could often be found holding cue cards off screen to help her, like wipe your brow or don't forget the mushrooms. <laughs> don't drop the turkey in the garbage, which happened yeah. on camera once. <laughs> and she she ad- she admitted that in the very beginning of their relationship, she was a little bit obtuse and sh- sheltered, and he really taught her about the world and culture. And in the second half of their marriage, she found her way and embraced her calling. And I'm so glad, like, ugh, we talk about love letters so much on this show. I'm, I, we got to start writing love letters to each other because they also share a very sweet correspondence throughout their marriage. And they're incredibly affectionate and hot for each other throughout their marriage. And he writes her like sonnets and, and everything. And in the French chef cookbook, Julia thanked him like this. Paul Child, the man who is always there, porter, dishwasher, official photographer, mushroom dicer, and onion chopper, editor, illustrator, manager, taster, idea man, resident poet, and husband. I mean, obviously, we don't know all the intricacies of their relationship, but at least in the ways that they appreciate each other very publicly, I think there's a lot to be learned from that. Especially the idea that 
you don't always have one career in your life. Sometimes you have several. Sometimes you have many cycles of your life. She went from making shark repellent to being a television star. Her kitchen is in the Smithsonian. You can go and see is her. Is it really? Yes. Her kitchen is in the Smithsonian Museum. I've seen no, it. No, I did not know that. That's amazing. He helped fit it to her height because the counters oh. needed to be raised for her to them to be comfortable for her. Because as we've noticed, as as you mentioned, she's very tall. Um, she's very we, tall. We, we we did we do not know what that was like, but she was very tall, and he made sure that the counters were the right height for her to work at. And you can see her kitchen in the Smithsonian Museum in Washington. Why is it that like a relationship where there's support and communication and not a lot of ego? Like, why is that so unusual to us? Well, like it feels. Would you like me to tell you? you? Maybe. Yeah, tell me. Because it's boring. Yeah. That's the kind of relationship that I want. That's the kind of relationship that I deliberately cultivate. I want my home mm-hmm. and my marriage to be very tranquil and welcoming. Mm-hmm. But if you're mm-hmm. thinking about media portrayals, especially Western media, it thrives on conflict because equanimity and happiness in the long term doesn't make for good, salacious television, but it makes for an absolutely freaking wonderful life. We also value like a tranquil, calm household because yes. I didn't really have that growing up. So it's no. nice to have now. No, 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 no. Yeah. I mean, like Kai is always uh, – one thing that I have to say, when we first started dating, I always felt like the burden on cooking and like kitchen stuff was on me. And I basically like kind of verbalized as much because when I met him, he had like four things in his fridge at all times. And I don't know when it started to shift. Like he got really into watching like MasterChef. Oh, that's adorable. Yeah. Like we got a MasterClass subscription. So he watches like Gordon Ramsay's videos on there and stuff. And he started like cooking a lot to the point where now he makes almost all of our meals. It's quite nice to have that shift in in a relationship. Oh, I agree. I mean, we we divide our our cooking very seasonally because we now have a combination grill smoker. And from like the minute it gets warm enough, sometimes even in the winter, he will grill and smoke and it's so good. And then come winter, everything's in the crock pot and the instant pot. And that's my department. But I love that you guys have shared this, this, this burden. And, you know, it, when, when cooking becomes a chore, Mm -hmm. it's not fun. And for you to share it is really lovely. But I do think you're right. I think media representations of relationships or or just like the idea like you have to fight, like you have to, you have yes. to always be in contention with each other and you have to not listen to each other is, is just something that's so ingrained in society. So Alicia. Yeah. Do you have a love to go? Mine is that I think it's okay to check your ego at the door in a relationship. I think it's perfectly fine to say, you know what? Sometimes you're going to be better at things and sometimes I'm going to be better at things. I think that it's really important to tell your partner what they're good at. I was going to say the exact same thing. We're on the same way. I really was. I was going to say, check your ego at the mm-hmm. door. And one thing I say a lot about my kids is that I'm their biggest fan, which they hate because they're yeah. teenagers and it's super extra. And they're like, oh my God, mom. But I am also always team Adam and he is always team Sarah. And when something happens yeah. for me professionally, he's really excited and it doesn't diminish him to celebrate me and vice versa. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I completely agree. And tell your person like, oh, wow, you're really good at this. Yeah. Like, this is something that you are much better at than me. And that is good. Like, if you're better at cooking than me and you're taking over the chores and you enjoy it, thank you. Because that is so good. And that is one thing we are very 
uh, we take care to say if, if one of us has cooked a meal for the other one, even if it's every day, just to say, thank you so much. That was so nice. This is so good. Oh, yes. Always say thank you for dinner. Well, I want to know. Well, first of all, let's be real. Alicia and I want to know your favorite recipe. I mean, you should mm. just send it to us because we're always hungry and we like talking about food. And, you know, we're short people, so we need more fuel. That's that's the myth I'm sticking to. That's a good myth. <laughs> And if you would like to send us your love story, your favorite recipe, your favorite story about Julia Child, email us at lovestruckdaily at frolic.media. If you have any questions or thoughts or suggestions, that's where you can contact us. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at lovestruckdaily for extra content. Definitely check out the Instagram post for this episode because there is a super cute Valentine between Julia Child and her husband. You can leave a review, subscribe, and spread the word about the show every day, every way. We would love for you to bring more love and joy into other people's earbuds. Our researcher is Jesse Epstein. Our editor is Jen Jacobs. We are produced by Abigail Steckler and Little Scorpion Studios and Jillian Davis with executive producer Frolic Media. This is an iHeartRadio podcast. And of course, above all, we wish you a very happy and delicious ever after. Ever after.